Boston Celtics turn the ball over a ton, get lazy again, lose to the Clippers. Ugh. I'm going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J-team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep Jones on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and James, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen. Every day, Lockdown Celtics is free, available everywhere podcasts exist. And the show is on YouTube. I'm John Corrales. I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. I'm having a book signing tonight, Thursday night at 7 p.m. at an an unlikely story in Plainville. I'm leaving that in. I'm not editing this out because it's 4.30 in the morning. I'm recording a podcast for you at 4.30 in the morning. Because the Boston Celtics played very, very late at uh, in Los Angeles and uh, lost to the Clippers, 114-111. I'm going to keep today's podcast a little bit shorter since it's this late, and I'm going to get much more into it on the next podcast, looking ahead, looking at some of these problems that the Celtics had. But basically, in a nutshell, the Celtics played decent in the first quarter. They had a 28-24 lead. It was okay. It was, it was pretty good. And then in the th- second quarter... They let one of the worst teams in the league score, th- worst offensive teams in the league, I should say, score 39 points on them. Brandon Boston Jr. went completely nuts and torched them. And the Celtics could, you know, they, they tried to mount a comeback. They, as Ime Adoka pointed out, they won three of the four quarters. They just lost that second quarter so horribly bad that they ended up losing the game by three. Uh, Brandon Boston uh, finished the game with 27 points on nine of 13 shooting 27 points for the rookie, uh, five of eight from three ton of confidence from this kid. He went out there, his first basket, he started talking shit to Marcus smart. I was like, what really? Uh, let, let's just get into the meat of this here for the Celtics. The Celtics came out and it felt like they were okay in the first, first quarter their first offensive possession I hated, actually, <laughs> because it looked so deliberate. And it, I guess I should have seen this kind of game coming. It looked like a very college game. College When college teams execute their offense, it's very, uh, set a pick, spin, do this, I'm doing this. And you're very deliberate. You see everything very, you know, mechanical. NBA teams are so fluid. It's in and out. It's this and that. Everything's so quick. Yeah, it's hard to keep up. And the Celtics, I thought, early on were like kind of just, okay, they, they worked really, really hard in the first possession to get a Dennis Schroeder mid-range jumper from the right side. I thought it was, I guess I should have known, it was a sign of things to come. I thought they were okay in the first quarter, uh, but in the second quarter, they just turned the ball over an insane amount. The story of this game is, 23 Celtics turnovers and 33 points off of those turnovers for the Clippers. In a game where the the Clippers scored 114 points, that's almost 30%. 30% of their point total came from Celtics turnovers. And that's just an ungodly amount. It's it's unacceptable to, to be playing that poorly, that sloppily 
Uh, Robert Williams had a stretch in the third quarter. We had three turnovers in seven minutes and got benched. That's how bad things were. That's how bad he was offensively. Robert Williams sneakily having a kind of a bad road trip. He had some good plays and he had a, you know, was attacking the rim like crazy against the Lakers for a stretch, but defensively he's made a ton of mistakes and and offensively in this game, he was just turning the ball over. This has been a, a rough time for Robert Williams. Uh, but the Celtics did mount comebacks. They, they, to me, the turnaround in this game, like you, you can point to things in the fourth quarter. There was a stretch in the fourth quarter where they got some stops and Josh Richardson missed the layup and somebody else missed something. And Marcus Smart threw an alley-oop way too high past Jason Tatum. But the real, I think, turning point in this game came in the third quarter when the Celtics had the lead down to four. And it actually, we'll, we'll, we'll pick it up when it was the, the lead was down to five. It was 21 in the third quarter. The lead goes down to five. Grant Williams has a bad turnover. He thinks Josh Richardson is cutting up. He, like, flips the ball up. Okay. Got a little crossed up. But then when it became a turnover, he immediately took the, the take foul. You know, the one to stop the fast break. Well, they were in the bonus, so you gave up free points there. The lead is now seven. Robert Williams turns it over twice, fouls somebody, uh, two free throws, nine-point game. Jason Tatum, offensive foul, turnover. Clippers get an offensive rebound in the next possession, a tip to a dunk. That's an 11-point game. The Celtics took a 21-point a, a lead, cut it down to four, and then after there were a couple of free throws for the Celtics there. So they, they go into the fourth quarter down nine when they could have been up or tied or closer. They worked their asses off in the third quarter to only win that quarter by three. That to me was the turning point. They worked really, really hard in that third quarter to come back. And you might've chalked up that second quarter to, Hey, you got lazy. It was like uh, the, the, the Portland game could this followed more of the Lakers game. It could have been more of the Portland game because you could say, okay, you had a good first quarter. You got lazy in the second quarter. Not great, but hey, third quarter, you're turning around. You make that big run. Fourth quarter, you add to that because the Clippers are super shaky and they didn't. They just never could. They could never really get over that hump. They only cut it down to one at the very, very end. Jason Tatum, I thought was really good, uh, especially in the second half. Let me get more into the second half Tatum stuff uh, after uh, the break. First, I got to tell you about Shopify. A lot of people are running their businesses online because of the pandemic or whatever. Be being online and running your business online is, is kind of the way to go. Shopify makes that all easier. It's more than a store. It's a way to connect with your customers and drive sale. You can accept all kinds of major credit card payments, payment methods. That's one of the biggest pains in running an online store. Who knows how to do all of that stuff? Shopify does. And they have thousands of integrations with third-party apps from on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots. It really makes your small business look big. And that's what you want to do because when people are shopping, they want things to feel normal. People go shopping at big corporations all the time and they have a certain expectation for how shopping goes. They go to your little small business. They want. It. They still want that big experience. That's what Shopify does. It unlocks the opportunity of your business to more people every day. 
Every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur like you makes their first sale on Shopify. So give it a shot. Try it out for yourself. Shopify.com slash MBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial to get you full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash MBA right now. Shopify.com slash MBA. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Hey, thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make your second listen every day? The Locked On NBA podcast, rotating hosts. I'm there usually on Wednesdays. Uh, it's a great way to cover the league, cover the games. A lot of NBA podcasts don't really get into the games, the nitty-gritty of the games. We do on Locked On NBA. Check it out wherever your podcasts, wherever you get those, and on YouTube. Jason Tatum. 29 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, 6 turnovers. Um, Okay, some of them were not great. He had a couple of really bad ones in the first half. He calmed those down. The ones in the second half were not live ball. Okay, an offensive foul. You still don't want to commit those, but as long as you're not just handing it to the other team, which he did in the first half. Uh, His second half was really good. 7 of 14 in the second half. 10 of those shots were around the rim. He missed all three of his three-pointers, which not great, but you know he's been shooting those better. Seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block in the second uh, in the second half. Tatum in the second half was playing at basically that MVP level, getting to the rim, attacking. And what I've said is that Tatum needs to be attack first, shoot second kind of mindset. They the Celtics need to facilitate that. The Celtics need to make it so he is getting to the rim, set those picks, set you know, run some sets designed to get him towards the basket. And I, honestly, I, I came to a conclusion here, and I don't know how much longer Jalen's going to be out. Jalen missed this game with the continued hamstring rehab, and, and Ime says, look, we want him to come back at 100%. He's at about 85 or 90. We're not going to bring him back until he's 100% where he can get his explosion, and he's not grabbing at it, and he feels... You know, he just feels like his normal self. Okay, fine. When's that? How long is that going to be? No one really knows. Kind of just depends on how that thing recovers. So maybe he misses the Phoenix game. Maybe he misses the Milwaukee game. Who knows? Who knows how long it's going to be? Certainly could have used them in these games. Maybe the Lakers game and the Clippers game goes differently. We're all having a different conversation here. But for now, they don't have them. So what's the solution here? They've started Dennis Schroeder, and they're not going to stop starting Dennis Schroeder, so I'm almost wasting my breath. But I still feel like I want Dennis Schroeder on the bench because Josh Richardson in this game, and Josh Richardson has continued over this this recent stretch to be pretty good. Richardson in this game, 5 of 11, 3 of 6 from 3, kind of odd, but uh, still nice to see, 3 of 6 from 3, 4 of 4 from the line, 5 rebounds, uh, a steal, and assist. Good game from Josh Richardson. Richardson should start at this point. He is good enough. He's figured it out. He's comfortable enough. He's in a nice enough groove. Start him next to Marcus Smart. Bring Schroeder off the bench. Why? This impacts Tatum. This impacts Smart. This impacts Richardson. This impacts Schroeder. I think it brings out the best in four players. That one little switch brings out the best in four different players. Because let's start with Tatum. Tatum, when he's watching uh, Schroeder dribble, 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 trying to find a lane, trying to do all that stuff, Schroeder 
holds the ball a lot or dribbles the ball a lot, waits for things to develop. And to his credit, yeah, he's good. He, I know what he's, he's good at getting to the rim. He's good at a lot of those things. That's fine. I'm not saying that this is something, it's not benching him. It's, he, well, play the same minutes, play him down the stretch. But starting him, you have Tatum spotting up and waiting for the pass. Instead of getting something where Tatum's getting the ball, we need to see some, some plays, some sets where Tatum's catching the ball on the move and moving towards the basket. Encourage him to be more of a driver early on. Start him with that drive first mentality. It's like running the ball to set up the pass in the NFL. Encourage him to get to the rim more. Maybe you get some free throws early. Maybe that gets him started. I've seen Tatum just take too many three pointers early on. And, and I just don't think that's what he should be doing first. Now, it worked to some degree against the Lakers. But like I said in yesterday's podcast, I think that that was a little bit counterproductive. He came out hot from three and he just stays shooting around the three-point line. They still need him to be attacking. Attacking not just for him to score, but for him to set up other players. For him to make the rest of the team better. He has to be a driver. That's who he was in the second half. That's who he was in the fourth quarter. That's who he needs to be all the time. Starting Richardson helps that because it starts Tatum is going to get the ball a little bit more. You can run these sets for him to be the primary guy to get the ball and get him on the move. Marcus Smart also starts at the top of the key, setting up, organizing the offense. He's better at that. Starting Smart off the ball. So I don't think Smart was very good in this game. He had a good stretch and he finished 7 of 16 shooting. He did have six assists. He had some amazing defensive plays. He had some very Marcus Smart plays. But he also was one of six from three. And I didn't check, but I think all of those, in fact, hell, I'll check right now. I think all of those were above the break three-pointers. And yes, I can confirm that they were all above the break three-pointers. And he made one of six. He's not good at above the break three-pointers. Historically, those have been horrible. He's good in the corner. I've said it how many, I mean, dozens of times at this point. I've written about it on Boston Sports Journal. Marcus Smart is the starting point guard. The disparity, the the split between his above the break and corner threes is much more manageable. It's much more acceptable. Takes many more corner threes when he starts as the point guard because you start at the top of the key, you're setting up the play, then you're running off of that, and you end up in the corner. And even if you slide up, a little bit to relocate, you're still kind of shooting that shorter three, three pointer from the corner. When you start in the corner, you're the guy that keeps rotating up that one little spot. Now he's above the break. And here he is again. When you're starting Dennis Schroeder, there is Marcus Smart above the break three pointers where we do not want Marcus Smart. So it takes away from Smart's overall game, which I think was good, but I think some of the shots that he took, especially when the Celtics weren't able to score, That's what Marcus Smart does. Marcus Smart has generally good shot selection when he's around a bunch of guys where it's pretty obvious these guys should be shooting, and I shouldn't. But when the guys aren't scoring and Jalen Brown's not there and he's got the ball above the break and nobody's around him, he's like, well, somebody needs to shoot, and that's where this stuff comes in. He has confidence in himself to take that shot, but he shouldn't be taking that shot. Start Schroeder on the bench. Marcus Smart's shot distribution changes naturally 
And then you've got Josh Richardson who still will attack. You still have somebody who's attacking and putting pressure on the rim, getting into the paint, somebody who's good in that mid-range area. You're still going to get a guy who attacks. So I still think that Schroeder, look, Schroeder off the bench, you pair him with Al Horford, you sub Al Horford out early, you bring him in with Dennis Schroeder, they work well together. His minutes don't change, his impact doesn't change. He still plays down the stretch. You can figure all that stuff out once everybody's in their groove. And then you can take advantage of whatever matchups you want to take. But I think the Celtics, again, I don't think Ime Odoka is going to do this. I think part of this is you want to make sure you keep Schroeder happy because you know he's only here temporarily, but you still want to make sure that he's not disruptive while you're while he's here. And that's not to say that he will be disruptive, but you still don't want to, you still don't want to tempt fate. So, but I think it would still be better for the team. Uh, just quickly, uh, Robert Williams was terrible. Uh, the, the six turnovers are just God awful. Grant Williams had that dumb play and that, and I hate that take foul. Romeo Langford, I thought was good early. He worked hard. I don't know why he didn't play more. Uh, Josh was good and I'll leave it at that. All right. Up next, the Celtics need to figure out who the damn hell they are. They just need to figure out who they are. This is the number one question. I'm going to get into that next. First, got to talk about Truebill. Do you know why free trials ex- uh, renew without your consent? It's because greedy corporations, they want your money. So that's why they have you sign up for these subscriptions, put your credit card down, and make it so you forget about them. Truebill helps you identify and stop paying for these subscriptions that you don't want or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill because companies make those subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it easy. Just link your accounts. Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscription in one tap. And Truebill Concierge is there whenever you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't do what I did and do it on your own and go through all those hoops and and everything just to get your money back. It's a pain. Get Truebill. Two million users plus have saved over $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. We'll go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's show also brought to you by Stance. Have you ever seen these Stance socks? Uh, they have a partnership with the NBA. There are Celtic socks. Super colorful, super soft. Uh, I've seen them around. Creative. If you have a sense of style, you want to stand out, Stance has you covered. All right. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Again, NBA, there are locked, there are <laughs> not locked on Celtic socks, just plain old Celtic socks. Uh, wear them to the game, give them as stocking stuffers. Uh, creative, soft, uh, plenty of other collaborators. My favorites Star Wars, Wu Tang, uh, some ML- MLB, Bob Marley. They're everything. Are you into Disney, Marvel, Pixar, Goonies? They have them. Stance uh, is comfortable and like I said creative Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in that's the truth 
Those who feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com. Get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code LOCKED ON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. So after the game, I was talking to uh, Jason Tatum, asking him a question. Actually, Tatum was out there talking and, and giving his his answers, and and you know, he had a pretty good answer to to one of the questions about mental fatigue. And he said, "Look, it's basically," he said, "You know, it's, it was people have bad days. It happens in every profession. Happens in this profession. Nobody's perfect." Um, so on and so forth, which is true. This is absolutely true. Nobody's perfect. Um, but I asked him a, a follow-up question. I don't think he understood exactly what I was asking. I said, you know, yeah, you have bad days. That's, that's a hundred percent true. People have bad days. I have bad days. I've had bad shows. I'm sure plenty of you can sit there and be like, yeah, you had a bad show. This might be one of them, <laughs> but when you have bad days, okay, bad days are something, but if you have the same bad day, Every time it's a bad day, isn't that more than, than that? Isn't if every bad day is kind of exactly the same, is that just, isn't that just who you are? And I think that, that is where the Celtics like biggest question lies. It's not a matter of, do you, did you have a bad day? Some guys have a bad day. You know, some players they'll have just poor shooting night, big turnover night. Okay. Robert Williams I'm not really concerned about Robert Williams necessarily. He had, he's had a bad couple of days, bad road trip in, in, in many ways, but you know, I think he'll figure it out. So I'm not going to go too overboard. Haven't made much of a big deal about Rob's, you know, like today was the turnovers before, you know, whatever. But if, when I did, when I did have criticism of Robert Williams, it's because he was making the same mistakes, you know, a few years ago. When it was always never staying in front of your, your, your guy, always turning your hips and chasing, always trying to block shots, always biting for up fakes. That was the problematic stuff. Like, okay, you keep doing this and you haven't shown any signs of progress. Now he's just having bad days, right? There's a difference. I understand the difference. The Celtics, I don't know that these are bad days. And this is the heart of the issue with this team. Is this a bad day or is this part of their DNA? Are these games where they have the, the this feeling of like, like I said, after the Lakers game yesterday, when you're feeling yourself and you come in and you know, well, we, we got this and you get waxed and you have to fight, fight, fight to come back and have it fall short. Is this part of your DNA or is this just like, uh, this is a bad habit, not a problem. We can break this. This is the number one question the Celtics have to answer because without answering that question, they're not going to get to the other stuff. It doesn't matter what you do scheme wise, defense wise, you know, it does that none of that stuff matters. If you can't figure out yourself, if you can't figure out is, are these actual bad days or is this truly, honestly, is this just part of who they are? Whenever things are going well, they're just going to have a stretch where they lose. And they're going to be able to fight back and and get through adversity, but they're not going to be able to handle the success because it's just going to be this stretch. And they're going to end up being a team that finishes 
three, four games above 500. Maybe a 500 team, maybe a little bit better, depending on the talent and depending on how certain guys play. This is it. That's the, that's the big question for this team. Until they can answer that honestly and, and, and put that stuff behind them, until they can actually figure that out and say, okay, this is not actually part of our DNA, then this is going to keep happening. And, and eventually, jobs are going to be lost. Guys are going to be traded. Coaches are going to be fired. Front office guys are going to get fired. That's, eventually, that's what's going to happen because if this is just part of your DNA, then things have to change. The players say it's not. It's just bad days, and we're going to figure that out. And they better be right. And they could be right because right now, there, there's still time to kind of prove either side. We'll see what happens. They're going to play the Suns on Friday night. And so I will be back for a Monday podcast recapping that. I'll have one more Friday podcast giving a little more in depth. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Watch the show on YouTube if you haven't done that. Please subscribe on YouTube. If you have and you like the show, share the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.